Rocks and Roots podcast coming at you from the, where are we? We're in the, on the throughway, the New York State throughway, heading south back home. I am one of your hosts, Tumbles, and to the right of me as the passenger is... Cranky, and we are coming back from... A lovely hike. <clears throat> yes, the Escarpment Loop Catterskills Falls uh, Trail, which was... <coughs> abs- Say that five times fast. Uh, Escarpment Loop Catterskills Falls Trail. No, that's all I'm doing. That's all you get. Failed your challenge. <laughs> Trying to get just stats, goddammit. Okay, so this is a 7.4 mile loop up in the Catskills. Um, well, we saw Catterscale Falls today with a 1,434 foot elevation change. And we did it in six hours and 20, I'm sorry. We did it in three, three hours and 25 minutes. <laughs> Where the hell was I? Those other three hours. <laughs> it's the second time I did that today. <laughs> did that counting the stairs as well. <clears throat> 190. 190. 198. 199. 300. <laughs> I count good. <laughs> so this was a fucking amazing trip and an amazing trail. Um, the original plan was to go to Old Rag. We'll get there. We will. <laughs> this came up because um, schedules shifted. So <clears throat> this was awesome. Um, we were looking for something local, and I had wanted to see Catterskills Falls, so I found this. So we left from the lake parking lot. I'm going to pull that back up. And- so even before that... As we were driving... Oh, yes. (laughs) So, for those that know the Catskills, we took exit 20 off the thruway, uh, which is the main road to go up into Hunter. And before you get to the Stewarts, you make a right. And that road takes you right to the trailhead. But as we were driving along this um, back road, it started snowing a lot. (laughs) Well, I woke up and my porch was covered so it definitely was snowing in elevations today snowing and then up <clears throat> heading to the trailhead mm-hmm. past the McDonald's um, <laughs> all of the side roads were were covered, covered with uh, like a quarter inch yeah um, so we literally first winter hike had a goddamn winter wonderland good thing we didn't take my car <laughs> yes i was i was slipping and sliding <clears throat> yeah honda civic in the snow not good honda crv needs winter tires but it was, it was better than what i had going on mm-hmm. so it got us through so for this loop there's a bunch of different parking areas but we parked at the south lake parking lot mm-hmm. and there were quite a bit of people there there were mm-hmm. um And the loop is, as I mentioned, a 7.4 mile loop. Uh, We started clockwise and um, very, very, the whole day was pleasant, but the start of the trail is very pleasant. No real climbing. There's a slight wooded section and then it pops out into a park and a lovely picnic area. 
which I managed to fall on my ass because the parking lot was covered with ice. And it did, that fault does not count if... Yeah, it just doesn't count. Okay. Um, all right, I still fell, even though it doesn't count. <coughs> so it, so we have... I didn't laugh first, unlike him. I didn't laugh. Are you okay? Because a few weeks ago, if you've been listening, faithful followers... Um, Crank hurt his ass a few weeks ago, so I just wanted to make sure yes. that he didn't break his tailbone this time. Which I did not. Okay. <clears throat> so, th- about a mile in, the trail pops out after the park at the Catskill Mountain House site. So, this is the site. There's nothing there anymore. We are not sponsored by Mountain House, by the way. Yes, this is the Catskill Mountain House, not to be confused with delicious dehydrated trail meals, <laughs> of which we had a debate, and <laughs> breakfast skillet is the best overall, but... Oh, it is. No, I'm sorry. It is the best breakfast. Okay, there we go. But Chili Mac is probably the best meal overall that they have. So anyway, <clears throat> Catskill Mountain House was the site of a house, the Hotel Catterskill, which was built in 1824 um, by, hold on, I'm pulling it up. Okay. Uh, the south and west of this location once stood two grand hotels, the Hotel Catterskill, built by George W. Harding and the Laurel House. I wonder if it's any relation to El Presidente. Explain. President Harding. Oh, maybe. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, began approximately... Okay, so these are different. These are the other two hotels on the site. 1847, and later modified and enlarged. George Harding was one of the chief exponents of railroad transportation into the region. And starting around 1882, railroad began to wind their way into the Catskill region. So we were blown away because this was the actual house that was built in 1824 as a resort was at one time the largest and one of the most grand resorts in the entire country. And it is built on the edge of a cliff. Like, the today it was clouded in. I'll post pictures on the Instagram. And even clouded in, the view was incredible. It was, at one time, one of the most well-known views in the entire country because people would come and paint it and do lithographs and early photographs. Yeah, they have a bunch of um, postcards, I'm sure, floating around on eBay if you were interested. Uh, yeah. Laurel Hill Hotel 2, which we'll talk about. Uh, so the Catskill Mountain House occupied this site from 1824 to 1963, so everything closed down in 1963. Uh, now, was that, I wonder, I'm sorry, was that when the DEC took over yes. the park? Okay. Yep. The um, Department of Environmental Conservation, for those who want to know. 
uh, the view before you for many years was one of the most famous in America. This area, originally known as the Pine Orchard, was an ideal setting for the mountain house since it contained high mountain peaks, lakes, steep craggy cloves, waterfalls, and sweeping panoramic views, all within a four-mile radius. Uh, the outstanding landscape features uh, pure air, cool summer weather, which drew people from the congestion and swelter of early urban centers to this place of rest and relaxation. I mean, 1824, you're right by... In that location where the house was, you're right at the edge of the park, the easternmost portion of the park. So folks, not even not necessarily from New York City, folks from Albany were coming down. It was just very accessible, even when there was no train to yeah, take them there. 1824, there was no train. They're getting yeah. there by steamboat, mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing. But this site... Even with nothing there, just using your imagination, this site was absolutely incredible. Just a fantastic plateau, and then it just drops off into a cliff and one of the most gorgeous views ever. Yeah, I mean, we were we were above clouds today, and it started really coming down with the snow at that point, so I, at least I was very giddy. You know, ask me again in two months to see how I feel about the fucking snow, but... With snowshoes, and when we actually have yes. to do a peak. There was not a lot of elevation today. I mean, for those of you uh, who want to get up to the Catskills, um, like this week is the probably the last week you'll be able to get away with not wearing snowshoes or Micro chains spikes. or crampons because we were we were in about a half an inch of snow. We we're walking. Yep. But there were definitely icy spots. Uh, we fell a couple of times with the icy spots. So if you're gonna go bring uh, your foot gear with you. Yeah, uh, after, and this was probably their first snowfall in elevation, and after today, after this week, you're not getting away with that shit. No. So yeah, that site was incredible. Like, Theodore Roosevelt stayed there. Um, General Sherman. General Sherman. President Grant stayed there. All a bunch of criminals. Anyway. Uh, yes, they are. And warmongers. Yes. Um, and yeah, this was early resort life in the 1800s. If you go to on the Appalachian Trail in the town of Delaware Water Gap, you see a very similar scene. Um, totally. I mean, the, this was the this was prime time for all of these grand resorts. This was the turn of the 20th century. The Industrial Revolution was in full swing you were getting weekends now you were getting vacation time now so people were exploring the country for pleasure not for living and food like we were throughout the 19th and 18th centuries yeah um it's the first time they're using this for recreation Mm -hmm. and what it wasn't just a playground for the rich they built um hewitt was that the guy's name what are we talking about? Uh, the road that we were on and the guy that had all of the land. That's the, a lot of guys. Yes. The, there's a trail named after him. Um, sh- Shut? Yes, thank shut. you. Yes. Um, Hewitt's down um, uh, in New Jersey on the New York-New Jersey border in Passaic County. That was his land. Okay. 
So this guy's name was Shut. S H S C H U T T. Um, so he was one of the wealthy developers up there and he built trails down to the falls and mm-hmm. would charge very minimal fees so people could just come and enjoy it and see it and have access. Um, so the origins of our parks, like everyone always asks, well, without government, who would maintain and who would create the parks and who, well, they were there before. Um, that's how they started. They started by wealthy people just saying, hey, I'm going to develop this slightly. I want to enjoy the views and then I want other people to be able to enjoy them. So here's very minimal info- infrastructure paid for by private people to make that happen. This shit existed before the New York Department of Environmental However, we can give it to Teddy Roosevelt when he was in New York Congress... That the state, when the, the state took over the Catskills and Adirondack Parks, it was thanks to Teddy. Yes, th- thank you, Teddy. I, I guess. Um. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't police commissioner yet. He wasn't president or vice president yet. It's okay. Um. So yeah, where was I? Oh yeah, shut, shut. <laughs> Built infrastructure down to the falls. So, that site was amazing. We were completely blown away. I mean, the whole whole trail, we were actually curious if these trails, they probably were, this trail from from the hotel to the falls, it was, that was probably done very intentionally. Yes. And then, um, Department of Environmental Conservation probably just built or expanded the trails that were already there from the resorts. Because that's what happened in the Adirondacks. Um, the lodge mm-hmm. was built privately. Yep. Those trails were cut privately, and the state just took them over eventually. And you know what? Even as we've seen, even though the parks are owned by the state, they still have private organizations doing stuff. Like the Adirondack, Adirondack Mountain, Mountain Club, Club. We saw signs today. And the Catskill Conservation Corps is a private um, private organization as well. And the New Jersey New York, New York Trail, Trail Conference, Conference which we you could tell you we're thrilled about. Um, <laughs> so we were blown away by this site, even though there's nothing there. If you know history, you can just imagine. And my imagination was just building, yeah, rebuilding it's, the fucking hotel on the site. It's great. Yeah, this trail is very beginner friendly. Yes, very beginner friendly. So what do we do next? So then it climbs up very slightly. Um views all along the way Yep, to some cliffs it follows the part of this loop follows the escarpment trail uh, which is a 22 24 somewhere in there mile trail do you know where it starts I do not we can look we know where it ends it ends at Wyndham High Peak or the parking lot right at the base of Wyndham High Peak I will bullshit while I'm looking <laughs> this up so we can tell these fine people. So, yes, we were on part of the escarpment trail um, for, I would say, about two miles. A good two miles. We passed Boulder Rock, which is basically a, a boulder. A boulder. <laughs> um, on the edge of the cliff there. And then we decided to take a little side trail, right? Yes. Uh, well, actually, let's rewind. We oh. learned a new word. An escarpment, an escarpment 
is a area on the edge of a cliff um, or an area separating two sections of land. So in this case, uh, most of this trail is on the edge of a cliff. Um, so then you would say that the Palisades are an escarpment? Yes. Okay. All right, so I'm still looking this up. So, yes, Boulder Rock is there, and Boulder Rock is... A rock. Um, it's a rock, and it looks like a boulder. <laughs> so... so. <laughs> um, we were saying we're... One of our goals is to get into cross-country skiing. Mm, yeah. So, the Escarpment Trail is 21.9 miles. I call bullshit. Point-to-point trail located near uh, Jewett, New York, that features beautiful wildflowers. Not this time of year. No. Let me pull up the map. Jewett, I think, is where Wyndham is. Could be dead wrong. So, this... We're looking on all trails, folks. Yes. Give us a moment. Uh, Brooksburg State Highway 23 is one end. And then the other end is that's where we were today Catterskill North North Lake mm-hmm. so yeah we were at the very uh, we were at the very end of that trail today so it starts going north it's a loop no oh, it's, it's a, a point it's to point. point to point but we were at the very end uh, looks like the closest town is Brooksburg um Ginseng Mountain? Wait a minute. <laughs> East Windham. East Windham. Uh-huh. And then it ends down where we were today. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's why. Okay. Um, Windham High. We were at the southern point. Yes, we were at the southern point today. We were at the southern point today. Okay. So, yeah. So, East Windham down to uh, Catterskill. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. The section that we were on of the escarpment trail was absolutely fantastic very flat um like tumble said very beginner friendly we were thinking when we get into cross-country skiing this would be a good shakedown road Mm. route uh we took a little side trail don't do it don't do it it. it's not worth it um (laughs) to south mountain which we didn't even summit the mountain. It's only uh, 2,400 feet. Don't there do it. There is a rusted garbage can. Yes. There was a nice tent site um, that I would not stay there in the winter. But in the spring, it would be a nice tent site. It had a rusted garbage can for that nice hobo aesthetic that you're all looking for. <laughs> uh, and then we went down to Catterskill Falls. Oh, no. Uh, this was absolutely gorgeous. And the sign at the top is one of those, know your abilities, turn back now. Which made him absolutely giddy. Yes, I was I was excited. I was like, yes! <laughs> and you weren't quite getting it at first. You were like, oh, we'll just, we'll, you know, we'll go slow, we'll watch it. I was like, no, I'm actually excited. This no, I'll just great. actually run down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the sign claims that there's 182 steps. So, of course, we had to we count. count. And they were um, wrong. Yes. Dead wrong. And we were counting, like... Because there are rock steps down to the falls. To the actual steps. To the So the rock steps apparently don't count. So we were counting those, and we got up above 200, and we were like, what? 
But no, they're counting the 185 because there were... 181. Okay, you got 181. I got 185. It said it on the freaking sign. No, but actually counting, I got 185. Okay. Uh, Cement steps that they put in. (laughs) If you are driving, once again, up to Hunter on that road, you do pass falls. And if you go in the summertime, you see everybody and their mother going below the road to the bottom of the falls. What you see at passing um, those people down the bottom and what you pass on the road is is the falls, but they are not the main the fall. main attraction. Yeah. It's like an offshoot. So, we thought we had seen the falls before and we were just going to hike down Which there. Which is why I was when, he, when he mentioned doing it, I'm like, eh, fine, all right. That was on. <laughs> yeah, I was right though. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not saying we were right. So the main falls are abs- unbelievable. Absolutely incredible. Let me pull up another photo with some stats. It's up there with Amicalola in Georgia. Um, yeah, absolutely. Not as high, but it's so the stats very cool. on the falls. Yes. Ice Age glaciers and meltwater carved the shale and sandstone topography, creating the impressive falls. Water plunges more than 230 feet in two tiers from the highest um, cataract to the lowest pool. In 1820s, Peter Schutt purchased the falls area, building a platform and cabin at the top where refreshments were sold to to visitors. That's what I was talking about. Like, you don't need the park service to do this. And by cabin, they mean, like, hotel. Yes. It's big. In 1852, he added a 50-visitor boarding house. Calling it the Laurel House, he added staircases for descending the amphitheater-like middle pool after restoring a former mill dam to control Spruce Creek. He charged a, a fee to see an extra gush of water go over the falls. This little bitch behind me is getting too close. Dude, get away from me. Sorry. As That's, you were. That is okay. Thank you. During the most professional podcast on the internet. During the 19th century, throngs visited the falls, among them many painters, writers, poets. Laurel House was enlarged to hold 300 visitors in 1881. And again, everything closed in 1963. Where was that house coming back from Vermont? We stopped at the painter guy's house. Painter guy. Painter guy. Hold his, on. his house looked it had a very Middle Eastern aesthetic. Oh, oh yeah. Um Frederick Church. I'm wondering if he I'm assuming that he visited. Oh, I am sure. Yeah. Frederick Church could probably see that hotel from his house. Yep. Yeah, that um at Hudson, New York. From Frederick Church was a Hudson River painter, and since most of, if not all of, the Hudson River painters got their start in the Catskills, Frederick Church decided to solidify his uh, his legacy there. It, that is another gorgeous thing. Go yes. there. <clears throat> so descending the falls, absolutely incredible. And at this point, it started like snowing, snowing, like a snowstorm. Snowstorm, snowing, which was really fucking awesome. I can't even describe it. You're just going to have to look at the pictures. like And go in the winter, too, if you're close. 
because in the summer it's jam-packed with people, a lot of -of out-of-towners, so... Like, just like us. Yes. In the winter, no one is there. They're partially frozen. There's some gorgeous ice dams at the bottom. I'd be curious to go back in January, early January, to see the full, it fully frozen. I think that would be worth a trip. I, I definitely think that would be worth a trip. So yeah, all as I can say is just absolutely incredible. Look on the Instagram for the photos because I can't even describe it. Yeah. Darn good. Yes. So climbed back and then we went to the viewing platform um, to see it from the top. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is comparable to Amicalola for all of you AT hikers. It's Mm -hmm. not quite as big, but I would say that it is as impressive. I would say, especially in the winter. Absolutely. Yeah, looking at a photo um, on one of those billboards of the summer falls, I'm like, you know, it's yeah. Like any other falls. If that shelf wasn't there, these would be um, some of the highest continuous falls on the East Coast. But that shelf in there breaks it up, and you can no longer count it as continuous. So they don't get points for heights, but it's absolutely gorgeous. And we slipped. Yes. So this is, there is one spot where we could have used um, micro spikes. Um, it's fortunately there was a handrail, but Thank heading, God. Oh yeah, my God. heading down to the shelf, sheet of ice covered in snow. <laughs> um, I slipped. That's where you fell. <laughs> and of course, when your hiking partner falls, uh, you do that quick assessment, nothing broken. And then you laugh hysterically and, and, and take, take pictures. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, the ice formation, already the ice formations, and it's it's only November, were absolutely gorgeous. I was cracking up because there was a couple. Oh, so that, not prepared. Yeah, so not prepared on that shelf. Um, she had her mask. There was a lot of maskers yeah. today. Anyway, we'll get there. Yeah, they're out of time. Um, but yeah, her partner was climbing up some of these. Uh, cliffs and up some of the ice and she's like come back come back like in a full panic it was hilarious I was like I've been there and my wife has done that to me um, <laughs> so yeah climbing back out your um, thermodynamics work in reverse somehow they do because when we stopped you got warm I got really warm and uh, that normally doesn't happen you get cold when you stop like at least normal people do um, and that was what real- are you saying? <laughs> abnormal, AB normal, AB normal. <laughs> um, back to the car, and, and and that was it. It was short, but it was absolutely incredible. Like words can't even describe it. So lots of history, lots of nature. We learned new terms, escarpment. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rate this a. 4.5 out of 5. Ooh, very nice. So yeah, it, it is up there. Yeah, and, and this one next to me was saying, oh, cats can 
done with the caskets. Caskets, we have much better shit to do. And now it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, I fully admit I was done with the caskets. We have done most of. We have ten <laughs> peaks left somehow. Yes, because we didn't realize that the four winter ones that we have to do in the winter, we also have to do the three other seasons. seasons. Wonderful. So we've done most of the peaks in the Catskills. So I was about done with it. But I did want to see the falls, and this is what was available to us today. Mm-hmm. And I picked a damn good fucking trail. And my, my passion, if... Uh, Greg Calabrese, if you're listening, my passion for the Catskills has been reinvigorated. <laughs> so this is, I guess this is technically a dovetail or a sequel to that episode. I guess so, yeah. Because we were talking a lot of Catskills history on that episode as well. This is very true. Yes. Uh, so, what else did we want to cover today uh, before we announce our, I'm comfortable announcing our very special guest, by the way. Oh, okay, excellent. Uh, let's see. There's no segue for it, so it sounds no. weird. So let's just do it. This is the non-hiking portion, I suppose. Sort of non-hiking, sort of, yeah. So Thursday was Thanksgiving, and we, uh, Cranky and I, decided to run a 5K because we're those people. And um, it was in a very nice area. Uh, it yes. wasn't around the mall like it was last year. Correct. There's and a nice clubhouse to Oh, in. really nice clubhouse. We were not in Kansas anymore. No. So, let's see. Once again, I'm attributing it to the weightlifting. I have been... I'm still on this kick, and I'm enjoying it very much. Um, my times, my running times have been getting faster, and I completed the 5K with a 10.25 average. My first mile was like 10.08, which is scary. I haven't had 10.08 in many, many a moon. Anyway, so at the end of the race, I started tasting a metallic taste in the back of my throat, which is basically the taste of blood. No blood came up. I didn't have tuberculosis, but... Um, or Omicron variant. Or... Uh, oh, God. 1960 what movie? 1963, an Italian film. Oh, we need to watch this. Anyway. Yes. Um, apparently, when... And this is somewhat rare, according to what I was reading... It, what happens is when you overexert yourself or you push hard during a workout, your heart is pumping extra hard and your lungs are doing a lot of work and it has something to do with the capillaries in your lungs, around your lungs. Um, they leak. <laughs> and this is actually what you also get when you get pulmonary edema, which is what happens when you're in on altitude, when you're in altitude, in altitude, when you reach altitude, at altitude, at, at altitude. Um, you get this taste, metallic irony taste in your mouth. So that's what's happening. It's basically broken blood, tiny, tiny little broken blood vessels in your lungs. 
Uh, it is benign. There's really nothing to worry about uh, when this occurs. Just watch yourself and take care of yourself after your hard workout. And go easy. Like, if you that proves that you have worked too hard, maybe go back and do it a little bit easier next time and work up to the uh, where you were. So that's, that's all i got to say about that. Yeah, it's... Well, your times are coming down, which is absolutely amazing and it's fantastic that you push yourself and yeah you just stop and it's a 5k i mean of yeah. course you're gonna push yourself um yeah i once again did my <laughs> no training <laughs> do everything wrong and i was averaging uh i started playing a game the last mile i was like oh i'm at a 9:38 pace i'm gonna finish this fucker in less than 30 minutes that's great how far can I get this down? So I kept pushing and pushing, and I got it down to a 9.31. Which is not, like, incredible, but it's for no training and doing everything wrong. I'm pretty damn proud of myself once again. This is not sustainable. Once again, Don't do, do not this. do this this way. Like, our the next race that we run, I cannot do this. Which will be in January. So he's not... Yes. <laughs> he is not going to spend seven and a half, eight weeks not doing jack. So... Yes, I will be the one coughing up blood um <laughs> then you have tuberculosis if you're coughing up blood so yeah i had never heard of that that's kind of fascinating yes so yep 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 yep, yep, yep um yep. what else do we have um want to talk about lunch <laughs> yeah that, that was fun <laughs> i do want to mention since we're just squeezing this in yes i do want to mention thanksgiving weekend um, so, no one, we've talked about this before, no one knows shit about shit. Oh, yeah, 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 the history portion of our yes. episode. No one knows anything anymore. No one knows, like... Basic shit. Anything about anything. Like, basic history, basic anything. Um, to the point where I work with youths that should know this stuff that don't. Like, they barely comprehend... <laughs> Pilgrims. Um, so, I, well, the first Thanksgiving wasn't the first Thanksgiving. We, we covered that on the podcast before. But the one that everyone knows about in Massachusetts, um, a couple of things that Bunch I think... Of lies. What? Yes. But a couple of things that I think are important to take note. One, the natives were not simply feeding these people as a fucking charity case. Um, because if you listen to just every retelling of this story, it's the pilgrims were dying and the natives showed them how to do food and fish heads in the soil and fertilize and, um, you know, plant their crops and everything was wonderful and kind of, but think about it for two seconds beyond that. Does it make sense that you would spend resources helping a bunch of strangers who showed up on your land to survive. Especially going into the winter months? Going no. Into, no, it does not make fucking sense. What happened was they traded for wonderful things like guns and metal tools. And then they also traded their knowledge of the land and this is how you survive. Not just for the muskets and the flintlocks, but... Um, show us how to use them. And William Bradford was literally leading commando raids on Massasoit's enemies. Um, Massasoit was the chief. 
yes, of the Wampanoag. Wampanoag. So yeah, so that's number one. Like, this was not some charity case, and everyone was kumbaya. This was economics. They, they were trading. That's what all societies are built on. Number two, continuing the economic lesson. The pilgrims decided that they were going to reshape society in a Christian charitable image. So the structure originally was harvest your shit, grow your shit, harvest your shit, and then it's going to go into a communal pot. That completely goes against human nature. It's also a misinterpretation and a misread of every single biblical source ever. Um, so naturally, people aren't going to work and then just donate their stuff to the community. So people stop working, which is also why they were starving for the first year. It wasn't just the cold in the winter. That was a big part of it. But it was also people were like, no, I'm not going to do that. To the point where um, Bradford and the colonial council had to restructure things and say, you may keep what you produce. And within a year, they had a, th- a thriving, flourishing colony. So communism fails, capitalism works. It's been your history and economics portion of the podcast for Thanksgiving weekend. And the first Thanksgiving happened at Beverly Plantation, Virginia. The end. <laughs> okay. Um, About two years before the other one. Yes. Which we also we covered on a, a very early, early episode. This is such a scatterbrain episode today. It's hilarious. So, yes. Yeah, so, lunch. We have a barbecue place that we go to. What's it called? Hickory Smoke Barbecue. Hickory Smoke Barbecue off of Exit 19. You know where I got my, my, my ticket, like, <laughs> yes. nine months ago? <laughs> um, so, 80... 80- I cried. No, I didn't. <laughs> if you're heading down 87, this place is off Exit 19. Um, going towards the Catskills, not going towards Kingston. Yes. Really, really good barbecue place. But we, I had an awesome burger. The chili was great. You had chili. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it, it was awesome. But we, we were, uh, I felt like Jane Goodall, uh, <laughs> observing the locals <laughs> and, and their mating practices. <laughs> so we are, and this, I guess in some ways we, we really are nice people. We were talking, we had a great conversation with these people. But in some ways, we are from the New York tri-state area, so we were very fascinated by the country, the Catskills country people. So the gentleman next to me... Who is 31, we learned learned that. We we learned a lot about... Like, if you were just (laughs) gathering passive intel on these people, we could steal their identities. Totally. Um, I, I have my other hiking partner and friend since seventh grade is special forces trained and he would have had a field day just gathering passive intel on these people. (laughs) So what we were observing was this guy was trying to impress the waitress. And I don't know why. She was a very lovely woman. Okay figure, but not attractive. God. You're so superficial. It's all in the... It's all in her attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I wasn't seeing much there either. So... We were observing the flirtation, the, the... Come on, she was wearing really tight jeans and her ass was nice. All right, that's it. Oh, okay, yes. Yes. I, I was looking at her face and I would have... If I wasn't married, I would still give that a hard pass. Um, 
<laughs> so we were observing <laughs> the preliminary mating rituals of the Catskills locals. This guy was obviously trying to impress her, and his opening move, which worked for him, good job, dude. His opening move was, I made $30,000 on crypto last week. There was no accent involved. I'm, I'm, it's a dramatic <laughs> reinterpretation. They didn't sound like folks from the South. Okay. Um, so I, I perked up. I was like, oh, like what currency, what coin? And he named some off-brand thing. I never heard of it. Never heard of it. Don't do off-brand crypto. Do Bitcoin. That's it. That's the only crypto you should do. Every other crypto has either collapsed or will collapse. But if this guy got in and then got out with 30 grand before this wacky off-brand crypto collapses, good for him. You're out of your mind if you drive high. <laughs> I've never seen that sign before. Thank you, New York so Department drive, of Transportation. So we can drive drunk. Okay. If you're taking it literally, I suppose. <laughs> so that was this guy's opening move and it worked. And then he went into... What I overheard was the breaking up story. Yeah, with that's his, what I was going to oh, say. That his, was his the, next... Oh, yes, yes, yes. And she knew about that apparently. Okay, so apparently yeah. this guy is a semi-regular. Mm -hmm. So, yes, the breakup story. So you have, he's establishing wealth, and then, and then he's letting her know, I, I, again. That he, I, is, that he is single. And available. And ready to. Yes. I, again, I felt like a... <laughs> um, I, I felt like I was observing... Why am I blanking? Inspector Gadget? No, oh. not Inspector Gadget. Carmen San Diego? What are the, like Jane no. Goodall, what the fuck was she? Like what? Didn't she work with apes? Yeah. Yeah. But like what branch of science is that? Apeology? We're <laughs> <laughs> going in no. observing nature. A scientist! <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> So yeah, his breakup story was, you know, my my ex was, I came out here because of my ex and then I ended up staying and we broke up because she was crazy. She accused me of abusing her. She is the one that, that was crazy. She took out the knives. Like, yeah. Oh, you heard more than I did. I heard, well, I, I heard from her and... She was jealous of how successful well, I, I am. Was. Yes, she's jealous that I'm doing better, better off without, without her. Yes. So like, it, oh boy. But it it was working because he finished his meal. The group next to us, a lovely family, who were talking about kissing themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lots of um, love was in the air in, in off uh, exit 19 in Hickory <laughs> Barbecue in the Catskills today. <laughs> Um, they finished their meal. We were still finished. And this guy was just waiting. Waiting. Wait, literally for everyone else to leave. It, it was hilarious. So we enjoyed people watching today. <sighs> and then we left and they had the whole restaurant to themselves. And I don't want to know what happened after that. So that was lunch. That's but that can't was recommend lunch. Hickory Barbecue on the Exit 19 <laughs> enough. The food is delicious. We've been there lots of times before. Wow. Yes. That was a, that was a jam-packed morning. It, it was. It was a beautiful morning. Um, no, in all seriousness, that trail was absolutely astounding. 
So we have a couple of guests coming up. We do. We have an interview tomorrow with the owners of Lookout Hostel, which we will tell you about. It is a new hostel along the eight. The, along the AT that is going to be opening up in Pennsylvania. in Pennsylvania and we will get all the details on that tomorrow and as we have mentioned before the more businesses that can open up this year the better because uh, 2020 was devastating for any hiking related businesses along the AT mm-hmm. lots of hostels lots of shuttles lots of things closed down so if it's starting to come back that would be awesome. So we will ask our guests about that tomorrow. And then... Oh. <laughs> Tumbles is... It's ready to faint here. No, I can't. I'm driving. <laughs> so picture a young 16-year-old at a Beatles concert in 1964 <laughs> just collapsing is, is just what I'm like dealing that. with here. Because confirmed... Woo-hoo. For Thursday, uh, Thursday evening, we will have Jeff Oliver, better known as I B Tat, on God, this. We're so gay. <laughs> yes, on this very podcast, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, triple Crowner, just uh, a triple Crowner. He just he just completed just finished his it. Yeah, last trail uh, about a month ago. One of the most prominent hiking YouTubers on the YouTube. So this is absolutely huge, and it would not probably happen for this podcast if we had not met him three, three times, times previously. Before. So, um, so yeah, lots of awesome stuff coming up. Great trail today. Definitely check out the Instagram. We have a TikTok now as well. Uh, <laughs> I have surrendered, and, and I made us. <laughs> I think TikTok's great for the animals and the recipe videos and the true crime. Good for true crime. So this one decided to jump on that bandwagon. Yes. Well done. Um, So I I shall let you tell the audience where to find us on TikTok now. Oh, I have to look. Oh, okay. So while he's looking, as per standard, like us, love us on the gram, rocks underscore end underscore roots underscore pod. Uh, Please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's always appreciated. Leave a comment. Leave a suggestion of who we should interview next. Uh, so what are we? We're sir? consistent. We're almost professional with this because our um, TikTok is the same as our Instagram at rocks underscore roots underscore podcast. Okie dokie. And that's what you should do. You should have your shit the same across all platforms. That's right. We do have an email. I once again forgot it. Um, so DM us on Instagram uh, on TikTok if you want. And uh, anything else? Nope, just that um, the next two podcasts will be of higher audio quality because we're not going to be doing them in the car because we are going to be having guests. That's right. So. Alrighty, y'all. Until next time. Ciao.